Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Bets show here on the Field of 68. As always, we are presented by our wonderful sponsors at Bet Rivers. We are the three men weave. I'm Jim Root. I'm flanked by Matt Cox, Kai McEwen, who is begrudgingly wearing his spinny hat today, Mr. Fancy Hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Spinny Saturday, guys. We got a lot to get to. So many games on the slate, 150. Whew. Wow. Hard to keep up with that many. Yep. Uh, let's start quick with a takeaway, Kai. I'm going to go to you, go to you first with your virtual background. That's always messing with your spinny hat. What do you got yeah. for us? How about Sienna? How about the Saints? They came marching oh, in. Oh, and the Saints. They beat Iona in a big in. rivalry game. Way to go, Saints. Way to go, Sienna. The Mac is crazy per usual. Iona has lost two in a row, Matthew. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to add. I mean, here's my more macro take. How you know me, Matty macros. Road yeah. teams, road warriors. How about this, Jim? 71-48 Wednesday and Thursday road teams against the spread. Look last night, um, every road team in a decently tough spot competed and or won outright. So Not I think Fresno State. Except for Fresno State. But you look at St. Bonaventure, you look at Nevada. Um, I guess the Iona thing is an exception to the rule. But I think road teams are going to be feisty going forward down the stretch. Just home court, a little bit of a demise across the board. Obviously, uh, situational. Uh, factors apply, but just in general, home court lacks the, the the juice. It seems that it once did. We'll see. We will see about that today, Matthew. You know, sometimes those macro trends have little spikes and dips. So yep. curious to see how that works out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going back to Thursday real quick to give a shout out to Michigan for absolutely putting it on Purdue, giving UNC their first quad one win of the season. Uh, really helping out a lot of different teams, helping out Arizona with uh, Michigan amping up their net rating. Uh, so shout out to the Wolverines, getting themselves back in the tournament picture, finally trending to where the predictive rankings had them for a while and catching up to everybody else who's like, God, that team actually stinks. Okay, let's get into today's slate. I know there's going to be a bajillion questions. Oh, yeah. Starting with the rundown, UCLA at USC, the battle for L.A., Matt, I'm going to start with you here. Do you think the Trojans and their length, their size, Mr. Broken Nose Mobley going to be wearing a mask in this one? That's right. Do you think he is able to help overcome the shot making of UCLA? I kind of think so. Um, So UCLA opened at minus two and a half and now it's sitting at minus two. You know what? You're taking a bus ride across town there to, uh, to Compton, USC. Totals at 137. I thought both were pretty sharp, Kai. I have nothing profound to add on this game. I would lean... Um, I guess I would lean the Bruins, I think, but just I think the numbers on both regards, sign total are pretty sharp. Uh, first matchup for the LA schools this year. I, I think UCLA is, UCLA is legit, guys. I think USC is kind of a fraud. Life and death with Pacific. I know Isaiah Mobley was out, but that's ridiculous. Gonzaga beat them away. by 40 next game. Uh, Mobley's probable today, folks, by the way. Obviously huge. I think he plays. USC's defense hasn't been very good in league play, um, but UCLA hasn't been shooting the ball very well. If they have to rely on basket attack and Juzang mid-range bailouts, it could be a close game. I tend to lean towards UCLA. That Galen Center, there's nothing to it, the home court, Jim. Yeah, there's no travel, really. I mean, I guess getting across LA is never the easiest thing in the world Traffic. Uh, from Westwood to, to Hollywood there or whatever, but I'm, I'm with UCLA, too. I just think they're better. I think USC has played a fairly softish schedule, their big wins are not big wins. Like they have not beat a team anywhere near UCLA's caliber. Sort of hung around with Arizona, but Tubelis was definitely banged up for that one. Um, yeah, and I just I just don't buy the Galen Center home being much of a, an advantage. So I actually think UCLA maybe 
uh, a decent bet here. This is more gut than it is number, I will say. So take that yeah. as you will, but leaning towards the Bruins for sure. Yeah, Kempom has it as the 88th best home court, which I find to be pretty shocking. Now, that's probably not adjusting for the situational fact that you're right. UCLA is coming from across town, so probably some good value yeah, there. I, maybe it plays up well when the mountain teams are coming in town. Yes, exactly. Thing, yep, yep. All right, we're moving on down. I mentioned the old Wolverines from Michigan and their surge going on right now, uh, covered at Purdue, and then won against Penn State and murdered Purdue, as we mentioned. Now they're hosting Ohio State. So that's their fourth game in eight days. Kai, do we think Michigan can keep it rolling as a slight home favorite here against the Buckeyes? And do we think Diabate can guard EJ Liddell? In my head, it's a good matchup for him. Uh, he's athletic. He, he's big. Um, Michigan jumped 20 spots in Ken Palm after that 24-point win to Purdue. The resume, Jim, is, is at large caliber. It looks pretty decent now. Another Q1 win would likely solidify them in the field as of now. Ohio State, Matt, is off that loss to Rutgers. That was on the road. All four Big Ten losses for Iowa State are on the road. They're three and five against the spread on the road. Uh, Both teams, in my opinion, have matchups that can slow down their stars. Jim mentioned Diabate and Liddell. I think Ohio State has plenty of size to slow down Dickinson. So the under here seems like a solid play, Matt. The, the, The pace should be lower. Both teams playing slower in conference. But Ohio State's been a major over team this year, so that kind of scares me a bit. I guess I'm leaning towards... Michigan with Ohio State on the road here. Yeah, Ohio State kind of has the same thing going that they had last year where it's like, why is the offense amazing and the defense just okay? Like we had questions about the offense last year, then everyone just made shots and their offense was awesome. This year it's up to fourth nationally. Defense is down to 82nd nationally uh, in 10th. Yeah, we, we thought that was the Dwayne Washington effect, but no. Nope. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So um, it, kind of an odd uh, lopsided lovely situation, Kai, as you call it there. Jim, ideally Michigan. I know the spot's not ideal given the monster Purdue one in the fourth game in seven or eight days. Um, and I don't think home court's going to actually be that strong, even though our guy Stucky just talked about how Michigan's been an absolute wagon at home against the spread the last two seasons. I do think it's still short, though. I would lean Michigan uh, minus two and a half. I'd probably buy the hook to two minus 20 if you had to, you had to hop in, but got love buying hooks. I'm Maddie Hooks today. Don't buy the hook. <laughs> love buying hooks. Two, three, yeah, and five key numbers. Write it down, kids. Jim, your thoughts? They're not. Basketball doesn't have key numbers. I'm not with that. Uh, that is an internal weed debate that has raged for centuries. Uh, I'm, I'm with Kai. I kind of lean towards the under. However, Ohio State's been a bad under team on the road. Their, their defense is much worse on the road. I think Bartorvik, when you filter for road games, it's 167. So really, really bad. Uh, that, that is an issue. But the matchup concerns, I'm with that. I think that helps. The under, although Dickinson last year, I think I, I just looked 21 and eight and 22 and nine against Ohio yeah. State's front oh. court, but they do have Brunk to throw at him this year. Zed Key's getting more minutes this year. It's not going to be just the Kyle Young experience uh, up front against Hunter Dickinson. So nothing for me inside, slightly to the under, but it's it makes me cringe because of what Ohio State's done on the road so far this year. All right, we'll keep moving. An early tip here. This one's coming up in just under 40 minutes. Texas at Baylor. As announced by Talia Goodman, LJ Cryer is not playing in this one. He will he will continue to be out for the Baylor Bears. Uh, their leading scorer, definitely an important part of their offense. Meanwhile, Texas is coming off that big Kansas win. They're feeling themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Matt, was that the monkey off their back that they needed of, okay, we, we can actually come together as a team and be elite. We got that elite win. Or was that a little more of an aberration and now they're in trouble going on the road against the Bears? Torn here. Kyle, what are your thoughts? I have a few things written down in this game. You go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Yes. Well, 
Uh, Texas is not good on the road. Two and five against the spread on the road. Their defense, though, very good. rocks. They're fifth in the country in points per possession allowed in pick and roll. Baylor uses that a lot. Texas also shuts down transition. However, Texas does not handle the ball well, and Baylor gets out in transition mainly by causing turnovers. If, if Texas cannot handle the ball, Baylor's going to run them all day. However, again, two howevers in my sentence, Matt. LJ Cryer, two and two straight up, one and three against the spread without him in the lineup. He matters a lot here. I think under is my favorite play in this matchup uh, with him out, with Texas wanting to slow it down, playing good defense, Matt. However, however, Stephen A. Yep. Yeah, I'm the Stephen A of the three man weave. You are. um, Hot take. uh, Take Smith, you are. I like Baylor, Jim. I think this is a great time now. Maybe you catch that spread down around five with the Cryer news. Pushed it down to a, a key number, Jim, because they do exist. Two, three, and five. Stop it. Stop By it. the hook to five if you can. Cryer's good, no question. But I still think Flagler and Akinjo back, um, and you got Sohan back. I mean, they're, they're just still they're healthier than they have been, even without Cryer. I think it's a great spot for Baylor. Uh, I just don't like Texas, Jim. I've watched them. I, the offense I don't trust. The defense is good, not great. It doesn't look as – it doesn't have the same dominating – um, suffocating feel that like when I watch Texas tech or some of beards defenses, when he was at tech in their heyday, I just don't get that same vibe with this Texas defense as good as the Ben numbers don't support that, but just the eye test tells me something different. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the eye test on their offense. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, they put up nearly 80 important. against Kansas, yeah. but some of it felt a little fluky. I mean, the bank three late was definitely enormous for them. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of lean towards Baylor on the side and the bounce back, but under is, is the actual bet that I made on this game. I think Cryer being out should be a huge help to that. Uh, Texas probably will try to keep this slowed down. They don't want to get running with with the way Baylor has been in transition this year and last year, to be honest. Uh, All right, speaking of transition, guys, this could be a track meet in Tuscaloosa. We've got Arkansas headed to Alabama. Arkansas coming off the monster win over Alabama's hated rival, number one Auburn Tigers. Does that lead to a letdown spot? Man, I want to kick it to Kai, but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Matt wants this first, that, that ball hog. He, <laughs> no, he's go got, Kai he's, first. Yeah. Go, Man, Matt, say, Matt's say, deferring say a lot today. Yeah. Save the best takes for last. Well, yeah, Arkansas is thriving, man. They've won nine straight. They're eight and one against the spread in that stretch. So they're they're covering and they're winning. Uh, it's been impressive. They're certainly punching back at, at that early uh, failure of the season. And Alabama got back on the horse against Ole Miss after that gauntlet three-game stretch. They they looked dominant in that game. Matt Arkansas make sixty-five percent from three games. That that's helps. Good. Yeah, exactly. And they've been shooting terribly all year, so we knew it was going to regress to the mean there. Matt Arkansas is not good on the road, but they've been better this season. They're actually three and two against the spread on the road. They also have the number one defense in the SEC in conference play and been shutting down the three-point line. Obviously, key against Alabama. Alabama's defense has not been good in conference. I expect a pretty high scoring affair here. I lean towards the over despite the points being to the moon right now. Yeah. It's 157, 157 and a half. It's come down to minus five, minus four and a half actually in, in some places. I, I think Bam is, this is their game, Jim. Um, not a sell high of Arkansas per se. Cause I think we all agree that Arkansas is kind of, they're now what we thought they would be maybe a little yeah, better. Like- I mean, to kind of you can nitpick where you have them in your power ranking totem pole, but in general, I think they've kind of found their level, so to speak. And we've seen Bama consistently deliver in these big games at home. Now they shot what three of a hundred from three against Kentucky. Uh, and we keep saying the same thing, like, will Bama finally make shots? Will they finally make shots? And I think today sets up for a good spot for them to do so. Um, and they can get some, some interior scoring as well. I know Jalen Williams has been a monster inside for pick Suey, but 
Uh, I think Arkansas or Bama can get to the rim, score inside, supplement uh, their outside shooting as well. Yeah, this isn't like a monster shot blocking team that I think is Alabama's kryptonite because they're not taking any mid-rangers. You know, when they step inside the arc, they're trying to get all the way to the rim. And Arkansas isn't Auburn in that regard. They're not even quite Kentucky in that regard in the way they block shots. So maybe they can find some uh, some fruitful uh, measures inside. And yeah, Arkansas, Kyle, you mentioned number one D in league play. Very much helped by the three-point shooting against them, yep. only 30%. I tend to think that ticks up as well. Uh, and, and Matt was talking about the potential great spot for Auburn's or for Alabama shooting. Uh, like I said, they had that great shooting performance last game. Maybe they continue to ride it a la Virginia tech. Who's just completely a fireball right now. Um, so I'm leaning towards Alabama there and the letdown spot I, again, not like a Arkansas is flying too high. It's just more of the spot coming off such a massive victory. All right, let's go to chat mob. Uh, I believe Kai is rallying the questions. Folks in the chat, make sure to hit that like button. It's a big old Saturday show. Let's hit 100 likes today. That'd be be wonderful if we could get there. I've already hit the like button, so everybody else can too. Let's smash it. So have I. Hey, guys, we're going to start with a twofer from Tim because both these games tip at 11 Central. Lafayette is going on the road to Lehigh. I have a lean in this game, so I'll just take it. I think Lehigh covers minus four. Um, Now, I've been fading Lafayette a lot and sometimes to my detriment, but... Lehigh's a solid team here. I think the lump number's a bit too short. I lean their way. Big rivalry, by the way, for those unprivy. Big situation. rivalry. I, I, yes. was, I actually hung out with two Lehigh grads in Arizona last weekend. How about that? Wow. I like Lehigh too, Kai. I think you have the right side there. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Love Knock when you say that. Knock on wood there. There it is. <laughs> well, Matt, what's the right side in this game? Because St. Joe's is playing UMass. Three-point spread in favor of the Minutemen. Uh, side, I can't tell you. Um, both teams are highly erratic, but over Kai, I'll give you the right <laughs> side on that one. I think it's a point bonanza. UMass scored a hundred points on St. Joseph's last year in the, uh, the a 10 tournament. And I think it's a high possession, high scoring affair. So a lot of points, big total, but I think they get over it. All right, Jim, Pat's lock today is Moorhead state plus three. Do you agree with that? They're playing against a, a Murray state. Yeah. yeah my gosh. That's scary. scary. It's a scary lock. Um, I'm not going to fully endorse it. I think this Murray team doesn't get up for their big games. Look what they did to Belmont. They won at Memphis. Uh, they're just fantastic athletically, and they have perimeter shooting. That's a rare combination in the OVC. But Moorhead has been feisty, feisty against Belmont in their two meetings. So perhaps he got the right side. I have no wager on that game side or total. All right, Matthew, leg show, Portland and Loyola Marymount. Ooh. I believe the Lions have taken money. Yeah, they're up to yeah, minus, yeah, minus two. two. Up to minus two. What do you think? Um, I did everything. I found every possible reason to make Portland favorite in this game. So I'm yeah. not surprised that LMU's taken money. I think it's you know, the spot favors them. But we have talked about this behind the scenes. LMU is in a tailspin, and Portland uh, continues to impress and outpace our expectations. The coaching mismatch here is seismic. I would take the pilots, Kai. Yeah, I'm considering punching back as well. All right, Jimmy. Arkansas State is playing South Alabama. I'm looking for a spread for you. Spread is, boom, 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 six points in favor of the Jaguars. Hmm, feels a touch high to me. A little high. I, I like the over. Um, I think Arkansas State's going to be a decent over team. Uh, South Alabama did bench Turbo Jones last game. He didn't play as much. Came off the bench and played like 13 minutes. Turbo is obviously a good over player. The name, it's in the name. Uh-huh. He's a... Uh, up-tempo point guard, so maybe that hurts not having him play as many minutes, but I still think the over is a, a decent bet there. I think that one's a shootout. I agree. 
Matt, that question was from Eric. He has another question, actually an ACC twofer here. Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, plus eight on the road. I kind of lean towards the orange. That's a lot of points. Yeah, I do too. Um, I mean, kind of like the under. I don't think either team is going to keep shooting 75% from three. They're both on just absolute Scary. torrent runs shooting Good downtown. Good freaking luck. But I'm not going to bet it because I <laughs> also know they get high-quality shots and they actually have good shooters and nothing there's like fluky about it. But I think they are shooting both like 55% from three in the last four games. No Jesse Edwards is bad for the under. Bad news. Best defender on Syracuse. Only like viable interior stopgap in that yep. zone, yeah. Uh, Jim, Miami going to Wake Forest. Seven-point spread. Too big or is Wake Forest just a wagon now? Uh, it's, it was a little too big, but I don't know about Jordan Miller for Miami. He missed last game. I think if he's in there, they're full strength. I would definitely lean towards the Canes. Just, man, that just feels too high. But like you said, Wake Forest has been a wagon with Monsanto in the lineup. Uh, I think they've covered something like six of seven with him in there. And I love Steve Forbes and Deacon, so I can't fully endorse that, especially with the injury questions for the Canes. Matt, you were answering it a bit in the chat, but Davidson is going to Rhode Island. Uh, some chat mob members think Davidson is a lock today at minus three and a half. I'm nothing's a lock, as we said. There's no such thing as locks, but I, I do like Davidson. I think the spot sets up pretty well. We've seen them kind of take their foot off the gas pedal the last two games. In general, Jimmy had this point last show. I think Davidson has a large favorite we don't like, but Davidson when it's closer to a pick'em. Um, when the incentive is just to win the game, which in a game where one coach is awesome and one coach stinks, I definitely like Davey here. They should run circles around him. My number didn't quite get there, but man, I would, I wanted to bet Davidson here. Uh, AJ asked, asked about the VMI Citadel over. Yep. I think that's a great play. They scored. Yes. They, they go over most every single game. These the two Falcon teams. Bowl. Indeed. I like Citadel too. Little side. Big number for VMI. Oh. VMI minus nine? Uh, yeah, eight points, high. yeah. High, uh, high, high, high. Jim, Wayman Mary, this is from Ray. Ray is a twofer. Jim. Kai, you uh, take two, this one. Okay, twofer in the Colonial here. I'll take this one. I like Wayman Mary, plus 10 and a half against James Madison. The Dukes are two and eight against the spread last 10 games. Charles Falden is still out. They have not been good without him in the lineup. Have been scoring very well. So, Wayman Mary is, a, is my side in that one. I think, Kyle, you said uh, William Mary's 9-3 and three against the spread in league play, and they were 0-11 non-con. Like, they, they have found a total rejuvenation button. Yeah, they flipped the switch. Okay, Jim, how about this Colonial game? Charleston is going to UNC Wilmington, plus two Charleston. Man, I liked Charleston preseason, and being a, a road dog here, I was kind of like, oh, the Cougars. But I just don't want to bet against Wilmington. I watched them play the Hofstra game and I was like, they're just good. Like this is a good team. Yeah. It didn't go away against a very solid Hofstra team that was making shots. Uh, so not touching that one. Although I, I sort of lean towards Charleston just from a, a numerical sense, I guess. Yeah. It's plus one, at a lot of play. Yeah. It's come down a little bit. So if it was plus two or higher, I'd be tempted to hop in on Charlie. I agree. All right, let's do these three and let's get back to the outline here. Matt, Ethan asks about Longwood going to North Carolina A&T implies that it's kind of short Longwood minus four, but Justin Hill, Leslie in, what do you think? Yeah, you can't bet this without knowing that they're in, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Longwood's been a wagon, but I think you, it didn't matter last game. Yeah. Didn't matter. Right. At this point, yeah. it's like who, who the hell matters. Um, but I don't know. It seems like you're buying at an all time high, I guess, if you're back in Longwood. Jim, how about Holy Cross going to Bucknell? These questions come from Austin Holy Cross plus four and a half. Yeah, Bucknell's taking a little bit of money. I think uh, I like Bucknell. I think they're the better terrible team in the Patriot. Uh, I think they're slightly better coached. Um, also, potentially like the over. I think this one gets up and down. Bucknell's defense is bad. Uh, I, I, I like the Bison. I, they they were up 
15 last game and one by two. They gave up a 15 to two run to end the game. It's more about how how big they got up. I think Bucknell's better. Yeah, I do too. And then Matthew, last one before the round, before we continue the rundown here, Bellerman minus three and a half on the road against North Alabama. Any feel for that game? It's an extra board. I know. It is. I know. I don't look at those. I like the over. I think both teams can score. Uh, UNA sometimes likes to get up and down and Bellerman will take advantage of transition when it presents itself. And I don't trust UNA to defend that offense. Great. Let's get back to the rundown, Jim. Let's do it. Let's go to the Big East. Seton Hall headed to Villanova. This is a big one in the Big East race. The Wildcats trying to keep up with Providence. Wow. Weird to say it that way. Uh, Bryce Aiken, we think, likely continues to be out here dealing with his concussion. Matt, is that enough to make the under a viable bet? We've seen without Aiken on the floor, the offense is worse, the defense is better, they play a little slower. It all points to the under. Is that enough for you to take it? Um, I did not take it, Jim. I think that's the right side. I have a side take in this one, though. I am all right, hit me with Hall. it. Um, it's sitting at nine. I wouldn't take it anything less than nine. Early starts, um, Nova back at home. There's two starting guards, being Gillespie and Justin Moore. They've been reported as being not at 100%. Now, Kai, you mentioned that could be bogus because Justin Moore was awesome last yeah. game, but, but Gillespie did not practice yesterday. Uh, and Nova, or sorry, Moore didn't practice. Gillespie is reported as being 75 to 80%. It's not a super deep team, especially in the backcourt. And again, I just like how Hall is trending. I could be trying to find something, you know, needle in a haystack with the, the, the way they're playing, Jim. But, you know, Richmond at the point of attack, I think their defense can hold up here. I think it plays to, like you said, a low-scoring game, which will favor the underdog. So uh, give me Hall and I guess the under too. I'm not worried they're not practicing. I think that's that, that's just rest. I mean, great guard for Wisconsin said Brad Davison doesn't practice. He 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 gets rest. Sounds it's, awesome. Just give him practice. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's just rest. Gillespie played 25 minutes. He had four fouls. That probably explains yeah, that. He had zero time. points and 10 rebounds. What a weird game last game. More <laughs> more played 35 minutes, 16 points. Uh Nova won the first game in this matchup on the road. No Obiagu in that game. Probably pretty big against Eric Dixon, who has been awesome this year. He's been incredible. He's been so yeah. good. Without Bryce Aiken, I just can't back Seton Hall, man. Two and four against the spread. They are four and two straight up, but the wins are St. John's twice, Creighton, Georgetown, and then Xavier, who hasn't looked very good at all. Spread's high, so leaning Hall in the number, but I cannot take him without Aiken. Yeah, I, Villanova, I think, just out-executes this, the Seton Hall team right now. Uh, and they don't have, Matt, this kind of feels like a game where it'd be nice to have some irrational confidence shoot over yeah, the top would. of the yes, condensed Villanova defense. So not having Aiken does hurt in that one. I, I, I'm not backing aside. All right, let's go to Indiana and Michigan State. Matthias, your alma mater, headed to East Lansing, to the Breslin Center, taking on the Izone. Indiana on the road has been a dicey proposition so far this year. They just suspended half their team because they were out smoking weed in Chicago. Great. Good good, good move for a bubble team <laughs> there. the reefer. Matt, the, did you, I hope you saw the, like, the player tweets of like, Yes. When the, when tough times happen, the, we get going or something. It's like, dude, you this is completely self-caused. Like you you're the adversity you're facing is created <laughs> right. by you. Rally around each other. Cool. I I, I kind of feel like it's garbage. I lean towards Michigan State. Yeah. Let I me mean, let's just take the hearsay and speculation one step farther. I I heard um, many of us did that there was some a tattle tailing within the uh the team in terms of how those guys got caught. We got a mm. narc. We got we a get narc. narc. We got a rat in the mix. And I don't like that. Um, I'm severely worried about the internal fissures. I'm sure, hey, Indiana fans in the chat, please call me out if you have better intel. Um, that does concern me. I think the price is about right. Michigan State minus four and a half. As my guy, Jack Stone, points out, though, Kai, Dan Fife on the staff should know the Izzo playbook inside and out. 
Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, Indiana's guys are back after that fun in Chicago. Hey, can't blame Chicago's an awesome city. Hey, it was a good time, fellas. Uh, Sparty, night. Sparty, two straight losses, guys, at Rutgers against Wisconsin. And a reminder, the game before, a two-point win against Maryland, they probably should have lost. They they just aren't that good. I'm going to keep beating that drum. Yeah, they can I, be I, beat. I, I was poking Matt with that argument for a while. They can be yeah. beat. Uh, Indiana obviously lost two straight. The last one against Northwestern was self-caused. They're one and six against the spread on the road. That's not great. And Michigan State's a pretty tough place to play. I, I'm not sure Indiana can exploit Michigan State's ball handling woes. They have the worst turnover rate in the Big Ten. Um, I don't think Indiana can really exploit that. So I lean Sparty here at home, but it's not strong. Yeah, I lean Sparty too. No, no number edge here, but I just kind of looking at it. Indiana on the road's been poor. I, I think I hate saying this is a this is a bad way to handicap, but Michigan State's going to play a good game at some point. They, they haven't been doing it lately. Um, I, I think they bounce back from that Wisconsin loss at home. We get a little bit better effort. They have some bigs to neutralize TJD inside. Malik Hall is emerging as a real offensive weapon. Yeah, it would be Spartans or nothing for me here. All right, two more games on the outline, kind of in the mid-major realm. San Francisco at Santa Clara, a big one in the bubble world. The Dons heading on the road to Santa Clara. This is actually a Q1 opportunity it for is. San Francisco. Santa Clara inside the top 75 of the net right now. This is essentially a pick em. The Dons minus one. Kai, do you think they get the win that they so desperately need here? Yeah, if they do, they're solid, man. They're in. Um, that loss to Portland is a is a smudge on the resume, but they're allowed one, and, and this would be another Q1 win. Like you said, Santa Clara has been awesome, though, lately. Matt, they're 6-1 and one straight up and against the spread in their last seven games. Beat BYU, beat St. Mary's, and they're at home again against San Francisco trying to complete the Trinity, the non-Gonzaga wins. Trinity. Ga- <laughs> game one, reminder, three-point game. Uh, both teams shot really well at San Francisco, 173 points in that game. Jalen Williams cannot be stopped. Bouye cannot be stopped. My worry with San Francisco, Matt, is Santa Clara is one of the few teams that's able to bang with them inside with Masalski yep. and Tape, match that front line. So I'm kind of scared about the Dons tonight. Yeah, Dons also playing, what, their fifth game in nine days. They played last Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and now playing again today. And uh, you know, the BYU game, lost to Portland. Well, they just blew out Pepperdine, but I, I worry about their legs a little bit. But you know, we know that team well. We know their staff. Well, I think the Dons are locked and loaded today, Jim. I think minus one is a cheap price. As good as Santa Clara's been, as good as our boy PJ Pipes has been in the backcourt, um, I do like our Dons. Yeah, there's some matchup concerns. I, I think the one thing I've always looked at this Dons roster and, and said they're missing is a big athletic wing. And that's going to be an issue against Jalen Williams. He is a big athletic scoring wing for Santa Clara. Stopping him could be an issue. He had big games against BYU, who also lacks that kind of a, a rotational piece. So keeping an eye on that one. Uh, but I do I do think that Don's just motivation spot, they, they have just a little more juice. The backs are against the wall. They know what they, they need to do here. Uh, so leaning towards the Don's, that would, that would be my pick there. All right, let's go to the SoCon showdown, guys. Chattanooga at Furman, number one at number two. Chattanooga currently has a two-game lead in the standings and has already beaten Furman once. So this is do or die for Furman. If they want a chance at the conference title, this is it. Line in the sand. Matt, does that mean we get desperate Paladins and they get to win? Or are you just saying, man, the matchup's tough. Chattanooga's got playmaking guards. They're a little bigger, more athletic. What, what, What are you leaning here? Yeah, the matchup concerns me. Even without Hankton and D'Souza, I still think Nuga has a pretty seismic advantage up front. 
just look at this from a pure handicapping standpoint. Yeah, so you're right. Furman lost by two in Chattanooga. That game closed minus three and a half. It's now flipped basically to minus four and a half on the other side. So I think the price is pretty sharp. I think at that time we thought both teams rocked. We still think they both rocked today, Kai. So if you're betting on Furman or Nuga here, I think you have to have just like a gut feel for this. And I don't. Um, like yeah. I said, I, I lean Furman, but man, I think both these teams are awesome. A rough stretch for both teams. Nuga lost to Sanford, nearly lost twice to Mercer. And D'Souza probably still, uh, uh, actually the chat mob said D'Souza's back in the lineup, which is huge. Oh, is he back today? Did I miss that? Yeah, he, he's a, now what's interesting though is he can be exploited on defense. Furman goes five out and everyone can shoot. That's a problem, but inside on the other end, he has a huge advantage against them. Um, we talked about Furman dropping two straight, uh, and they're they're really desperate for a win, staying in this in the SoCon race. And uh, Chattanooga won game one by two points. Furman has revenge on its mind. They also have the, the league's number one offense and defense. It's a really good team, arguably the best team in the league. I think they're really up for this game. I lean towards Furman, even though it is five points right now. Yeah, this number's high. too high for me. High. These teams are like equals to me. It, Five is a lot. I think it, at the very least, you get in a close game. So I would lean towards Chattanooga just because of that number. But certainly spot is like Furman desperate, as we were, as we were saying. So play, play that one carefully. Let's go back to the chat mob. Let's round it out. We've got a little bit of time before we kick off questions here. Before we get to our best bets, Kai, what kind of, what kind of games yeah. are people wondering about? Rapid fire mode, guys. We got a lot. Uh, two tip offs very, very soon. At Auburn and Texas AM. Jim, number one team in the country. Auburn, are they still the number one team in the country? They currently are. Uh, okay. we, have, we don't have a new <laughs> poll till Monday. Yeah, they won't uh, be tomorrow. I, I think Auburn, poll. I think Auburn smokes them. They're they're incredible against the spread at home. I believe 10 and 1. They get Zep Jasper back, who actually is important. We we mentioned having an adult in the room in the backcourt. That is Zep Jasper. I think that's big for them. So I like the Tigers against the market. Down to 12, too. I'm with you, Jim. Line pulls short to me. Uh, Matt Creighton visiting Georgetown minus four for the Jays seems short to you. Uh, it does. We just got word though. I believe like 10 minutes ago that uh, someone's out for Creighton. I'm blanking on who that is. Mm-hmm. One of their starters is out. It just came through the wire. Chat might help me out there. Um, I stay away from me. Kai. It's a young team. I just don't trust them. It's a team. I basically see on the slate and I pass because I think they're erratic. Jim oh, NC state. It'd be great to fade Georgetown. That team sucks. It would be. It sounds so great. Doesn't it? It sounds so nice. Just yeah, NC State at Pittsburgh, minus one and a half for the Wolfpack on the road. Under. I continue under. to back pet, pit unders. Yeah, I, like I think this will be a crawl. I mean, I know Ithiel Horton's back. That gives him a better offensive option. But this team really struggles to score inside the arc. And Duona's back for NC State, giving them a little shot blogger. I think it's a, a slower game than anticipated and inefficient. So I still like pit unders. Hey, Arthur Kaluma is the one who's out for Creighton. So, yeah, I think he matters. That's big. Uh, Marquette is visiting Butler, minus three and a half. I've seen some really smart people on Butler. I don't trust him. I'd probably lean towards Marquette. Uh, Fondell has got a twofer. LaSalle, Richmond. Matt, I'm going to you for that one. Richmond, minus 13. Uh, feels a bit high, and Richmond has a propensity to sort of kind of Lay eggs at home. Yes, and lay (laughs) eggs at home. Off situation where the uh, uh, Richmond beat the crap out of LaSalle at LaSalle. So I think you get a little bit of value here on the Explorers. Yeah, LaSalle sucks on the road too, though. So that's I know, that's right. (laughs) Don't bet this game. That's sorry. That's the right take. Don't bet this game. And Jim, for you, North Texas, minus five and a half at Rice. Man, the first game was an utter blowout. I think it was 75 to 47 or something. North Texas just demolished them. sort of lean towards North Texas doing it again. I think the way they suffocate the game and, and make it slow down and take away the three-point line is tough on Rice's offense. So lean towards the mean green, but not super strong. 
All right, a twofer from Ryan A. We got Weber State at Idaho. I lean towards Weber State. Um, I don't buy this Idaho team still, and Weber's off a loss. Could be angry, angry, angry game for them. Smoke them. Jim, you usually like uh, Gardner-Webb in general. Minus 15 and a half, too high for you for Chuck South? It's a little high for how low the number is. Gardner-Webb, I I looked at this recently, their defensive splits in conference are unbelievable. They're down to like a top 60 defense in the entire country. It it, it makes zero sense. Um, So in a kind of a, a... slower half court grinding game Charleston Southern's playing fairly slow um, maybe leaning towards the dog but I'm not touching this game at all I, I'm not betting it Matt pretty big game here in the big 12 TCU's plus 10 and a half at Texas Tech I'll let you figure out what the Fort Worth to Lubbock travel is in your head but what do you like here I looked at some history between these two uh, Texas Tech has destroyed TCU in this matchup before now again new regime um, the key thing here is Mike Miles is playing pretty huge. I think TCU anecdotally should be a pretty feisty underdog and Texas tech as a large favorite does not, does not sit well with me. I would lean the horned frogs, Kai, the horny frogs. Gardner Webb's defense is 34th in Ken Palm 34th in the country. I was not super that. athletic, but that is, that's a, <laughs> a lot of high Gardner Webb's gone under maybe 10 straight times. Something like yep. that. Uh, yep. Under team for sure. Jim, the captain, Vermont, Albany, Minus 12. Can Albany slow down Vermont? I don't want to get in the way of Vermont. I actually took Albany in the first meeting and they covered barely at Vermont. And I have no appetite to do it again. It felt dicey the whole time. Vermont doesn't miss shots. They're shooting 46% from deep in league play. And that's in 11 games. It's not some short, small sample size aberration. They get great shots and they knock them down. I, I can't get in the way of Vermont again. Uh, uh, Ryan Mercer asks about Merrimack and Wagner. Merrimack's really bad. And I've had him overrated all season. I lean towards Wagner here. Uh, Jim, for you, since you grew up in Wisconsin, Wisconsin is hosting Rutgers, and they're minus eight. Yeah, I think Wisconsin gets gets a nice performance here. Rutgers is bad on the road. They had a very emotional win last game, uh, and they wiped out Michigan State last weekend, also at the rack. I like the Cole Center advantage here for the badge. I think they win by double digits. Matt, you love George Washington in general. 15 yep, and a half again. points seems like a lot against Dayton, right? I'm on them again today. They've, I believe, covered like four of the last five. Yeah, they've played a lot better. Um, it seems like I've been waiting for George Washington to play good the last three seasons, and now finally it's happening. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to ride this streak. Worried about an ups, or, uh, a domination on the glass. Dayton destroyed them inside first, first meeting, but I think they play a little more competitively today. Jim, speaking of teams that might be good now, Idaho State plus 11 and a half going to Eastern Washington. What do you think? Idaho State's not good, but Eastern Washington's off the big Weber win where they rallied late. Uh, like I, I think they had a 10-0 run in the final four minutes or something. So hard to think that they are just as up for this one, but man, Idaho State has not been fun to back this year. We have not been on the right games where, where they've actually played well. So big, big old stay away for me until I figure out the Bengals. All right, 3MW top 10 fan has three for us, so we each take one. Texas State is going to Louisiana Monroe. I like the under in this game. That's my take in that one. I like Texas Matt, State. Line feels short. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you like Texas State. That's I all right. I also like They're, the under. Uh-huh, good, good. Some uh, some consensus there. Matt Hofstra, Delaware. Minus one for the pride. I was disappointed. I was hoping we get him as dogs. Yeah, I think people are picking up the uh, the Painter situation. Dylan Painter not playing for Delaware. I think he means a lot, even though Carr has been pretty good uh, up front without him. I like Hofstra. I think the better team. Home court is, to me, negligible. Negligible. This game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hempstead, New York, Matt, down the dollar. And Jim. Hi, I'm in Delaware. 
uh, a big game in the Southland. Corpus Christi going to Nickel State. Six-point spread for the Colonels. Yeah, the Islanders have been a pretty good dog this year. They did not cover last game against New Orleans, despite being up at halftime. Very, very frustrating for me. Um, but I, I kind of think they hang around here. Nichols has been good, but not elite in conference play. Um, so I, I think this is closer to a coin flip than than the spread implies. Making really good progress here. Jim, you went to Grand Canyon. They're minus eight on the road to Dixie State. Too low, too high? Uh, maybe a little too low. Grand Canyon couldn't score last weekend when I saw them. Nothing was going in from the perimeter, at least until late. I like the over. I think overs are a really good bet here. Dixie State overs seem like they're, they're pretty good value. They're sprinting up and down in conference play. Their possession length is really, really short. Yeah. I think Grand Canyon also playing a little bit faster. Over, big fan of that one. Uh, excuse me, Noah says uh, Montana-Portland State. I think Montana covers. I think it's a bit short, but Portland State's been feisty in conference play lately, so a little bit scared of that one. Matt from Aaron, Miami of Ohio, Bowling Green. Fading Miami has been profitable, he says, oh without Delonte Brown in the lineup. It's been the, the greatest bet in the world. <laughs> yeah, and now they're minus one, Matt, against Bowling Green. No bet here for me. Um, I just, it, Miami, I, I can't believe how bad Miami got so quickly without Brown. So, yeah, I guess I'd lean Bowling Green, but, I mean, just on a pure handicapping basis, if you had Brown in the lineup, I think Miami should be favored by three or four. So, I, it's tough to kind of, like, wrestle between that. Rolling green also idiots hard to trust yes yeah, they are don't bet this game pass next game jim vanderbilt plus 11 and a half at tennessee this felt high to me i almost took them Andy yeah boys. they got they got robbins back in there i think they're a little bit feisty with him and, and chapman of course I've, I've said multiple times on this program how much i think he means to the commodores don't love tennessee laying big numbers definitely lean bandy and how about vcu spreads actually gone up minus two and a half now for george mason do we talk about this game uh, we uh, did last, not last show. We did, no. last, show we we did, did. last show. Go ahead. One of our many shows. We're so <laughs> popular. Um, yeah, Kai VCU here. Uh, I mentioned this on the show. VCU has won at Vandy, at Dayton, at Davidson, at Richmond, at Syracuse. They are road warriors. And I'm sorry, George Mason has just gotten a little bit overpriced the market right now, even yeah. though they have Josh Drew back. Drake Bradley. I like Drake here. Plus two. Lean their way. It's gotten uh, bet down, but I agree. Yeah, bad value now, but I think it's a great spot. Jim, the total in Omaha, South Dakota State. Are you brave enough to take the over? I'm, I kind of think you almost have to. I don't see how this game has any stops, but you basically need five points a minute to hit the over. So it's a little nerve wracking, but there could be a 100 point half in this game. So I yeah. lean towards the over. Matt, shame on us for not touching this one in the outline. Uh, Oklahoma is back in the tourney picture. They're at Kansas, 10 and a half point spread. I don't, I don't like you subtweeting my outline there. Ooh, <laughs> um, you guys can battle it out. I think this is a little short. I know Oklahoma's a feisty dog. Sure. I think Kansas okay. is, yeah. Was it minus 10 and a half, minus 11 of them? Yeah, checking. 10 and a half. Yeah, I would, I would lean Kansas. Uh, Jim, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, 16-point spread. God, it's so high. I think Gonzaga blows but, them yeah. out. I just, I man, they're, I think they're, the, the, the Ken Palm article from Thursday uh, basically said they have the best scoring margin in conference ever. And I think last year's team also had that for a little while. Um, they're outpacing even that. They are just blowing teams away. St. Mary's major athleticism edge for, for Gonzaga. I think St. Mary's probably hangs around for a half, uh, and then we see a little more extension in the second half. Best scoring margin in this conference, which is the best conference it's been, right? WCC at an yeah. all-time high, pretty wild. I'm leaning Air Force against San Diego State, plus 18 and a half. That's a lot of points for Air Force. Especially the total is like 114. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Wyoming, minus 13 at San Jose State. Can Tim Miles get the boys going? That's high. Yeah. Yeah, San Jose State's beat up. They've got some guys out, but 
Wyoming going on the road after four straight big, big games, big, big wins, close games. I don't know how they continue to just keep playing that well. And they don't really feel built to, to totally blow out a team in a bad spot like this. So lean towards a bad San Jose State team. Matt Washington is like eight and four in the Pac-12. They're hosting Arizona, 14 and a half point spread. Um, Arizona. Like the Pac-12 is a perfect playground to be really bad and then somehow figure it out. Like Washington <laughs> would be about like two and nine in the SEC or three and ten in the Big 12. It's like, oh, it's the Pac-12. You get juicy home spots. No, they're not that good. Arizona wipes them. Terrell Brown went nuts at Arizona in his little revenge game. First time around, I could see him dominating again today. All right, three more than we got best bets here. Utah at Colorado, Jim, plus five. Love Utah. I think Colorado without Eli Parquet is not that good. The, the altitude shouldn't bother Utah at all. There's a team that plays at altitude constantly. They're starting to trend up a little bit, I think. Maybe that's wishful thinking because I like Craig Smith, but five's too many. I think this game should be like two or three. So We always back Utes. Utah. But yeah, I'm on Utah. I know. Sorry. Arlington, Louisiana. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't have a side. I'm over Louisiana. They don't turn, they don't protect the ball. Uh, their defense is oddly not trustworthy, despite the fact that they have like monsters up front. No, I'm out on Louisiana, Kai. I should be back then, but I'm not. Matt, you get Fordham Duquesne plus three for Fordham. Um, I think it's Fordham. Duquesne's I don't. Du- Duquesne should have won that first game. They got beat on a buzzer beater. I think it's in the minds of the Dukes, although we, we've also cited the fact that we think this Duquesne team is a sell high or sell. And they're kind you know, of wherever, they're bad, kind bad, of bad locker room yeah. stuff going on there. Yes, exactly. So, All right, I think last Fordham one. has more fight. Fordham has more fight. I totally agree yeah. with that. Jim, last one. Tulane. Temple. Minus four and a half, Tulane. Really like Tulane here. I think Temple's got backcourt injuries. Jeremiah Williams left last game with a boo-boo. You can't do that or you can't have that against Tulane's trapping zones. Uh, I think Tulane puts up a really good effort back home here. The matchup plays up for them. Temple can't really shoot, and you have to be able to shoot against the zone. I like the green wave. I, I like the way they've been trending. Sorry to Harry, our, our resident Temple loyalist, uh, but I'm a Tulane guy here. All right, let's go to best bets, guys. Let's do it. Uh, All right. I'll start us off. Lead us off, yeah. Florida State, North Carolina, under. It's now 145 at Bet Rivers. I'll take it. Uh, without Anthony Polite in lineup, Florida State has scored 0.77 points per possession and 0.79 points per possession. We've had two straight easy unders without him. They're not going to score very easily against UNC. It's a strictly personnel play for Florida State here because we saw UNC put up a lot of points uh, against NC State at home. A uh, little scared to do it again, but I don't think Florida State scores very much. So under 145 for me. Mateo, turn. your turn. Memphis, Penny and the boys. Uh, I don't love that Houston got beat last game. Maybe it sets up for a potential uh, angry spot for the Cougars, but I think Memphis matches up pretty well with Houston. Played them close twice last season, uh, and they have all their horses back, save the one who I think is somewhat cancerous, Imani Bates. So it's basically the perfect roster for Memphis intact. And you look at their best performances this year, it lines up directly with who's playing right now. I think 10 is way too many. So I got Memphis plus 10. And looking late, late, late night, you know, I'm a sucker for my bows. So heading out to the island. Um, I just think this line's way too short. I think it should be closer to three or four. It's at minus one and a half right now. Take the money line. Wake and cake. Go wake and cake. I like, I like wake and cake. Uh, Jim? Yeah, you, you, you certainly aren't staying up for that one. You stop. No, no, no. no I'll, be, I'll be asleep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm joining Kai with an under. At DePaul Providence under 132 and a half. Love DePaul unders when Javon Freeman Liberty is out. And it sounds like he still will be with that groin injury. Uh, there's obviously a little bit of DePaul revenge angle after they got murdered at home by Providence in the first one. Uh, I think this one stays a little more half-courty. I mean, 
DePaul, Georgetown didn't even fly over, and Georgetown's defense stinks. So I think this game's going to be half court, kind of a drag out brawl. Uh, just a little worry about uh, Providence beating them up inside. And also Providence knows they need to amp up their predictive metrics for, for seeding purposes. So worried about that, but I think the under is still a good bet. And then lastly, aside for Saturday, Bryant minus two and a half taken on LIU. There are, there are better numbers available in the market, but my guys at Bet Rivers have minus two and a half. So that's what I'm going with. I think the Bulldogs are just a beast in the NEC. They got Peter Kiss back last game. He and Charles Pride just went absolutely nuts. And I think they do that again here. This game's going to be weirdly contentious because last game, I think there were like five ejections, including LIU's coach and their best yeah. player. Uh, Bryant had multiple ejections of their own. There, there was double digit technicals in the, in the first meeting. So this is going to be a weird game, but Bryant's just better. LIU's not consistent enough to trust. So minus two and a half, the Bulldogs. That's it. Battle the Mafiosos, baby. Grasso and Kellogg. Who's like the Steve Carell? My dad used to have that. Who can yeah, grease the hair back. back more? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That is it. That's our show. That's our Saturday show. Spinny Saturday. Spin them up, fellas. Uh, have a great Saturday. Enjoy all 150 games. Try to watch everyone if you can. I dare you. Uh, but that's it. We will be back on Monday. No Super Bowl Sunday show. Very light slate. Go Bengals. Go, Go Bengals. Bengals. Go Bengals. Uh, but that is it. Thank you to Bet Rivers. Thank you to Zach, our producer behind the scenes. Thank you to the Field of 68. And again, we'll see you Monday. Enjoy.